we set up a Halloween rest stop. If you're out trick-or-treating, you go four houses and guess what they ask? Can I go potty? So we have bathrooms. It's a blessing, right? Welcome to the Fresh Expressions podcast season four. I'm calling it the holiday edition. I'm your host, Heather Delon. I'm a local pastor and a cultivator of Fresh Expressions, new faith communities that strive to reach new people in unexpected places. Season four will help you reimagine how you can leverage the fall season and the winter holidays to reinvigorate your church's relationship to your neighborhood and community. If you love this podcast, we hope you'll check out more. Head over to FX Connect, an online community of church leaders who are reaching new people in new places and access our entire library of practical and inspiring training materials. You can register for free today at fxconnectus.org. And if you've benefited from this podcast, you can help us spread the word. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or just share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. Well, welcome back to the Fresh Expressions podcast. I am here with my friend, the Reverend Chris Beckert, who is not only a friend, but my uh, mentor in the Fresh Expressions movement. I wouldn't be sitting on the screen right <laughs> now without without her wisdom and guidance in this journey. And I am grateful for that. Chris, Aww. welcome. I'm so excited to get to have this conversation with you. Well, thanks, Heather. Thanks for inviting me to be here. And um, yeah, I'm very proud of you and just how God <laughs> works in so many different ways, um, raising up people as leaders and just, you know, it's just been a really great adventure. It has and getting to do this together. So we yes. have brought you in for this episode because we really are talking about the uniqueness of the holiday season and how there seems to be almost like a golden window uh, um, uh, an openness to connecting with the church and the church with the community in some unique ways during this time of year. Uh, yeah. And you are very much a lover of all things fall. I know that. I do. Yes. <laughs> fall, Halloween, campfires, fall sports. Pumpkins. And pumpkins. I was going to say all things pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which like, you know, as a pastor, like I get like so many things, like all the things, like everything. I actually have like all this stuff on like sitting on my desk, like like there's like Swiss Miss. She's got pumpkin spice like, Swiss pumpkin things. There's like a my camera here. There's like signs and decorations <laughs> and we're like all the pumpkin things here. All the pumpkin <laughs> things all the time. Well, tell yes. everybody, introduce yourself like you like okay. to be introduced and tell everybody a little bit about your context. Sure. And, and and where you are, what you're all about. Yeah, so I am um, here just right outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, right across the river in a little town called New Cumberland. And um, But it's kind of more of a metro area, suburban, urban blend. And I'm the pastor here at Table Life Church. And we're affiliated with the Church of the Nazarene, which is, if you haven't heard of it, we're the crazy cousins to the Methodists in some way. <laughs> That's what I usually tell people. So, um, but we're here like literally like our, our building was like built in the fifties. The church underwent a real identity and name change, um, about 2015 or so, um, turning from New Cumberland First Church of the Nazarene into Table Life Church and our life really centers around the table. So we, 
um, not only celebrate the Lord's Supper or communion every week in our service, which is kind of weird for our tradition, mm. um, but we're weird anyway. We like we, <laughs> we embrace Just living, living into it. Yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah. But um, but a lot of our ministries center around tables, everything from like our small groups and things to um, we started a dinner church in a nearby community called the Supper Table, um, and that's been a really great and fruitful opportunity and experience in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, so we're about like trying new things and really like, like my theme has really been like turning outward, like taking Mm. things that, and ministries that we've been doing or the church historically has been doing for us and really looking outside and flipping it inside out. So, um, so we've been hosting lots of events, um, groups and things, like I said, the supper tables been a part of that too. Um, just to really like meet people where they are. Mm. And um, so I've just like enjoyed that. We've connected with a lot of neighbors, literally, who walk their dogs um, right by the building or are driven by for years uh, or people that are new or exploring faith. We have a real unique blend of people that are connected to the church too. Mm-hmm. It's been, um, yeah, that's been really fruitful too, where we have some old timers, people that have been here a while or grown up in the church, but then we also have like people that are like, very skeptical of religion overall that um, we've become friends with and that has been a part of the church and and taking those next steps. So, yeah. And you've been been in that context for for how long now? I mean, I know the church had certainly the life of the church preceded you, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been here a little over two years. Okay. And um, yeah, before that was serving at a a larger church down in in Virginia that I was a part of. And we were starting lots of fresh expressions and things. And really, once again, like meeting people in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and embracing where our location and where we were, where we are as looking around and, and, you know, taking it from there, seeing what God's doing and partnering with them. Okay. Being the pumpkin spice pastor. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's my nickname for you. The pumpkin spice yeah. pastor. Um, and this time of year, this this kind of unique opportunity that we have, um, you know, speaking specifically about Halloween, which is mm-hmm. maybe kind of controversial when it comes to the church, right? Like I know yes. um, serving in different contexts, we were mm-hmm. talking about um, before we hit record, we were talking about how, you know, it, it, it is perceived in different ways. And yet, mm-hmm. um, you know, it yeah. is a season where we we tend to see like trunk or treats and fall festivals and mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So I guess help yeah. us kind of unpack the controversy a little. I'll let you kind of uh, take mm-hmm. a stab at that. And then how this is a really a unique opportunity. And then maybe, maybe we can talk about some things that you've done along the way that you've seen some um, some fruit from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I mean, we were just talking before we started recording just about like the real dichotomy of reactions, yeah. especially to Halloween yeah, and in the church yeah, um, and of Christians and um, and for a lot of good reasons too, sure. to, you know, that are um, applicable. You know, kind of one extreme is the, uh, you know, it's an evil holiday. Don't engage it. Shut your right. doors. Don't have anything orange. Don't, um, you know, go to any events. That mm-hmm. type of thing where this is a satanic worship ritual. Yeah. And um, and that's like for good reason. I mean, hist- all the way back, like historically, like, you know, um, Halloween has its roots in a, in a pagan holiday of worship. Right. And um, until bring the harvest and warding off ghosts and all that and wearing costumes to do so and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, in some places and some locations, and I think this is where like the context comes in. Yeah. Um, have history of like of 
witchcraft rituals and mm-hmm. really taking Halloween, you know, beyond a we're dressing up in cute costumes going trick or treating right. right. type event. Yeah, that might right. be deemed like, you know, very satanic in a way right. or, um, you know, very against Christian values or even detrimental right. to that. Um, and I know people that have had that experience too, yes, or even yeah. grew up in a household that, that taught those right, types right, of things. So mm-hmm. the reaction is kind of like, we don't want yeah. anything. How dare you right. do a trunk or treat? How dare mm-hmm. you do anything around that? Right, right. You know, and then the other extreme is the, you know, anything goes that, hey, you know, that might be the ones to to run the the haunted house or, yeah. um, or just like, or kind of like a indifferent attitude. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We don't... Mm-hmm care about it um and sometimes even that extent like just drifting into oh that's something that like you kind of do like churches here but you do that in your outside time yes or yes, if you do that yeah. to your family then that's fun and all but the church really doesn't engage at all it's just more indifferent to to that type of thing so yeah. um you know and i can see the legitimacy in all reactions across the board yeah across the board yeah and just can very contextual too i think it's really reading your context. I mean, we have a family in our church that um, they um, uh, uh, were immigrants coming here and the country that they're coming from um, was very like the rituals and things associated with Halloween were very kind of very scary to them. Mm. And some of the things that were taken. So when they came here, like, you know, seeing people have like, you know, a Grim Reaper on (laughs) their front lawn. They were like, what in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Like literally right down the street on our street, our church is located. We have somebody that has this giant werewolf, like, you know, there's like (laughs) 10 foot things that people are lying and putting out that like talks to you and all. And they're like, Mm. what in the world? Yeah. 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 Talk about culture shock in a whole different way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think understanding that too and talking right. to people yes. to understand why, like, and so I was like intrigued to hear like, okay, you're not like against like doing holidays and, and that kind of thing. Like, Hey, this is a, this is from a story. This is from your had an experience. Right. 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 And, um, and knowing how to like engage that and work mm-hmm. with that, I think is important. So, um, yeah, so I, I think, but for me, I see it as, um, it's an opportunity to meet people where they are yeah. and without necessarily like embracing the, the, maybe the history part of Halloween that, you know, that we as Christians might not embrace this, you know, celebration of death, um, but taking it and redeeming it. Yes. Um, and even that's what the, that's what like the, in the first couple centuries, like, I think it was like eighth century that All Saints Day came out of right. a reaction. That, to fir- that, that first holiday. Sunday after the end of October. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Celebrating the lives, mm-hmm. the continual lives of saints that death is not the end. Yes. And I think that as Christians, that's where we have that opportunity because, you know, realistically people are thinking spiritual things, even though they're thinking of death and they're thinking of, you know, murders and, you know, haunted houses and people and ghosts. Like all that is a really, I think, an expression of a hunger for what is next. Yes. And are we spiritual beings? Right, right. And and so in, in the different contexts or maybe even where you are with Table Life Church right now, like what has a celebration of the fall season and or Halloween look like? And um, you know, as we as we're kind of addressing in these first couple of episodes of the the podcast this season, um, where have you seen or even engaged in opportunities to kind of foster a blended ecology of church that that might you know lead to a, a fresh expression in regard to Halloween and you mm-hmm. know this particular season of the year? 
<clears throat> yeah. So um, when I was serving in Virginia, and actually we were like planning a church, so that was like its own adventure. Um, <laughs> so we embraced the whole pumpkin thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, a lot of churches have like pumpkin sales uh, yes. in different areas of the that country. One at the church I'm serving right now. Yes. Pumpkins yeah. are coming Wednesday this week. Yeah. And the further south you go, I think the less, the shorter they last. Yes. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, but our idea, we had pumpkin fest, like literally all of October. And, um, a, a, but the idea wasn't to like sell pumpkins to like make money uh-huh. to support ministry or whatever. It was to meet people. Mm. So it was really, we called it inside the, our church, which was a church plant, so we didn't really have anybody yet. But yeah. we called it People Fest. Because oh. it's about the people. Not pumpkins. It's pumpkins are means of connecting, right, and right. Um, so yeah, so we would give away pumpkins. We okay. dec- had kids decorating. We had a bounce house, but it was all about like we were purposely there to talk to people, and the pumpkin was a means of doing that. Um, and so, so that it, it was funny. We um, the location that we were at, it was actually like a dying church that also had a preschool. Like mm-hmm. it's a long story, mm-hmm. but um, but a lot of times, like when parents came to pick up kids and the, and the ter- dying church there hadn't really had to engage with the preschool. Yeah. Um, the parents, they had le- have like these little powwows <laughs> at pumpkin fest, just like standing around. We would have like hot cocoa and the kids mm-hmm. are playing. And mm-hmm. like, so we started really develop relationships with this whole group of people that didn't go to church that were curious about spiritual things or had a, had a, a background in maybe, you know, growing up in church and leaving it or maybe grandparent or something. But, um, but that just developed its own little community and people would like look forward to pickup time because uh, it was a chance to get together. It was a chance to talk. It was a chance to, uh, you know, centered around yeah. just having pumpkins there. And yeah. something for kids to do. So it sounds like you really noticed a particular desire that these families had to really connect with one another. And this almost yeah. created an environment right. for them to do that. Otherwise, I mean, a okay. lot of our, most of our preschools, I think probably, um, I know uh, one of the churches I was serving, they did not have uh, carpool until COVID forced them to start having carpool and mm-hmm. keeping their kids in little pods and whatever. Um, and then they continued their their um, preschool yeah. drop off after that. But then that does take away that opportunity to brush up against the other parents and to get to know them. And this is a particular season in their lives as mm-hmm. parents of young children where, I mean, uh, it's certainly, I don't know how I could have done it without the community of people around me. So yeah, yeah they're right. looking. So you, you, you were listening to your community. You recognized a kind of a felt need there and you mm-hmm. kind of created space for them to connect through pumpkins. Yeah. And, and I think a big part of it is, is being available. Mm. The funny thing is with that, we, we didn't really orchestrate it or plan it. Um, we were just available yeah. for people and organically they came together and began in a pattern to, you know, come back, um, day after day. And everybody was so sad when it was November because <laughs> it was like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pumpkins are gone. The tent was down and, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are we going to do now? And, um, yeah, but I think being responsive to that, it's it's kind of like when you step into what what God is already up to and what God's stirring. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it um you you don't necessarily have to like plan and execute yeah. and yes. and 
have events like this was just very organic. We created the space and environment yeah. for relationships to be forged. Yeah. And the fruitfulness was up to God. Our faithfulness was our part of doing with what, you know, what we had and what we entrusted. So, um, so I think that that comes a lot is, is being available mm-hmm. is a big, big part. Um, and, and yeah, and just physically, physically meeting people where they are. Um, and where you are now, so the, the, the church that you're serving now, Table Life Church, like what, mm-hmm. what has, has this translated to anything similar to where you are now? Or is there some, some different approach that you've taken with this particular season? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, we really embrace, so where we're located, like I said, we're kind of like in a neighborhood, but it's a busy road that, yeah. that comes through on 16th Street. And, um, and when I first started here, I didn't even know this, but this is the trick-or-treating hub oh. of our whole region. Literally, our street is people come from everywhere to okay. come trick-or-treating on our street. And um, here in Pennsylvania, really strange, in central Pennsylvania, uh-huh. really, really strange. They always do trick-or-treating on the Thursday before Halloween. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So now it makes sense because when I lived in Virginia, people would move there and ask, when is trick-or-treating? And everyone would be like, on Halloween, the 31st, <laughs> you know? And here I get it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's always Thursday. Okay. Um, so Halloween, nobody does anything. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's always the Thursday before. And, um, and that's like, all the communities around. I think they've tried to change it, but nobody changes it. No one's like, no, no, no. People have like lobbied and had petitions to sign whatever. Yeah. And there's some reasons I think about like kids being out or something. I don't know. But but anyway, but since we're located here, like we had a choice. Um, Do we embrace that fact? Yeah. Do we create an alternative for people doing the Halloween Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're going to, you know, do our own thing or even for our own people and have that kind of thing? Or, you know, do we step into what's already going on and yeah. literally having people like walk by and come by the church that, you know, wouldn't in a normal situation? So, um, so what we did was um, we set up a Halloween rest stop at our yeah. church because if you're out trick or treating, yes, it's cold out, yeah, child is in a costume that is like all wrapped around them. And yeah. they, you go four houses and guess what they ask? They have to go to the bathroom. Go <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we have bathrooms. It's a blessing, right? Oh my so, goodness. Um, I was literally talking to a friend the other day who, who told me that when her kids were younger, she would plan exactly where she was going to be in a mm-hmm. particular neighborhood because she knew a person and she could always go to that house and go to the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. So we have like this little fellowship hall that's like a modular building that's not attached to the church. And Mm -hmm. um, so we have restrooms in there. Um, That's like we advertise that. Yes. Yes. Restrooms. And then we also serve hot cocoa, hot chocolate. People love that and give out candy. And then um, and then as of late, I think starting last year, we have a safety tent that um, we set up because like literally there are thousands of people that come to this street. And Did you have it's, lost it's, children? Did you have yes. lost? Oh, wow. We, yeah, somebody gets wow. separated. Somebody goes this way and everybody's wearing costumes. So it's yeah. dark out. Yeah. And so, um, so we let people know, like tell your kids if they get lost, there's right. a tent up. It says safety tent. It's a blue tent. It's on the corner. Go to it. We'll wow. call the cops and the cops will come and help find, you know, yeah. where the parents or guardians are or grandparents. And, wow. um, and we've had lost children. 
and wow. it's been a huge blessing mm-hmm. to people. And first aid as well. Somebody sure. trips or skins their knee or that kind that of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. And yeah, all the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so once again, it was, it's just more of like, looking around like, yeah, what is in need when you're going trick-or-treating? Okay, mm-hmm. you got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're cold usually here. So, you know, let's do a warm drink that, you know, kids would love, you know, do the candy thing, but then also like for safety too. Somebody gets lost. And uh, so people, you know, are, the whole community is really appreciative of that, what we provide. Um, yeah, and we do, we do hand out like a little, a little flyer about the church and mm-hmm. with um, our next event is like Breakfast with Santa we do um to but you give them actual to you give actual candy you don't give them like apples do you no <laughs> no way or we like give like size chocolate bars and yeah Full we have a ministry size? partner we work this is okay yeah yeah so yeah it, it's it's bonkers like it's it's really my first halloween i was like this is out of a movie like i've wow. seen this in yes. the movies and then you we, everybody signs up for a shift to um serve but then we make sure that they like don't work the whole night because you have to go and just walk yeah. down the street. And people have, there's a DJ. He has a dance party in his front lawn. Come on. Um, yeah, you have to experience it. And um, But we've just made a lot of connections with the neighbors too. And just, uh, you know, it's been a really, really positive experience. And honestly, like we've, over the long term, like we've had people come to our church and connect mm. um, through this, through, through things like or, this. Through yeah. the trick-or-treating. Yeah, the trick or treating. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that was one of the things. Like, you know, like, well, should we have a trunk or treat? Yeah, people go to instead of doing this. Right, right, right. right. This is right here. Yeah, let's participate in it. Yeah, and embrace it, and really have have that going on to our advantage, and to be able to serve it, love and serve people. That's so good because I, I was talking to a pastor the other day, and and he was saying that like you do not have to plan and execute this huge event like you can participate in what's already happening in your community and literally meet people where they are and you know you know have have something to contribute to what's happening in your in your community or in a, in a support network of what's happening what's already there you don't have to have this big um, detailed planning and execution right of event, right yeah, and, no. and I mean, and if you're located in a neighborhood, open your bathrooms up. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty like, really? easy one. That's an easy really? one. We could but, do you know, that for a little, night. Put some little lights out and, you know, yeah, get some like hot chocolate, super cheap too. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves it. Like mm-hmm. sit out there. Hey, we have ba- put some signs out. We have bathrooms available. You have littles that need to come in. Go ahead. Yeah. You're welcome here. Talk about um, being a blessing to your community. It is a night when, you know, if you are in some way conflicted about, you know, um, the celebrating the 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 holiday or whatever. I mean, it is a, a unique night. There is no other night of the year apart from maybe Christmas Eve if people are caroling. But mm-hmm. uh, there's no other night of the year where people literally come to your door. Right. And yeah. there is there is a huge opportunity there to to be a blessing and to love our neighbors, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and not turn off the lights and say, you know, try the mm-hmm. next door down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where like, you know, you, th- like this is my personal view is, is that like it's an opportunity really to redeem the dark side of mm-hmm. a holiday. Yes. Um, and, um, and not necessarily like saying, like having to do everything all Jesus-y and like, you know, because right. that can be a turnoff too. But, um, but looking, you know, I mean, I even think of things, you know, in many holidays that we celebrate that the early church 
they just, they adapted and reclaimed and positioned to talk about the light of Christ, you know, in the dark of the winter, you know, pagan solstice holiday. Yes, Um, yes. No Christmas trees, Easter eggs, you know, I think Mm -hmm. all those things, like we can take the the parts of it that are right and good and that God created and reclaim them and repurpose them for that. You could have a um, Holy Ghost marshmallow roast. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do that on, uh, you know, on October 31st or November 1st for All Saints Day um, mm-hmm. to, to, yeah. to reclaim the eternal life versus death. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. So what are you, are you yeah. guys doing anything different or new this year or are you kind of just joining the party again? Um, yeah, so that that's our plan. We're doing that. We're preparing for more because like we trick or treating, they have times too. It's from six to eight. So that's okay. after eight o'clock, everybody can turn out lights. And um, yeah. but we are going to we have a lot more because we literally ran out by seven thirty last year because of just yeah, so many people. And hopefully if the weather cooperates, we're gonna have most of it outside and have the bathrooms inside and um, just a quiet space for kids and parents to just a real rest stop. Yeah. Because um, last year was a little bit of a flurry in the inside part, but this will just be a chance (laughs) that, hey, people can literally sit down on a chair, take a breather. You know, if a child's just being overwhelmed by the stimulation, Mm -hmm. they can just, hey, Mm -hmm. go in a quieter place. There's nothing going on except people waiting in line to go to the bathroom. So. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. If you were to to share, you know, one or two things, uh, words of encouragement to um, churches, pastors, uh, leaders within the church um, in this season, what would what would you what would you share with them? <clears throat> yeah, I would um, first look around. Mm-hmm. Like look look around. Yeah, what's already going on that you can partner with? Got what God's doing. You can partner with the community. You know, there's no sense in recreating the wheel, yeah, or uh, reinventing the wheel. Um, and um, you know, and 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 seeing those opportunities really to redeem things, yeah, um, that there is possibility and there is there is redemption, there is hope, there is light, um, and being creative with those things, like not being afraid to to try. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's like a lot of things already taking place. There's already there's people already that uh, are in your either neighborhood or vicinity. If you're in a more rural area, that um, that are hungry. Um, so having your eyes open for those, and um, and talking to them, talking to people, yeah, talking to people, knowing your context. You know, like I said, like you know, culturally, maybe you do live in an area that there is a background in some way or whatever. But talking to people, getting to know their stories, getting mm-hmm. to know the reasons why that hey they re- they do this or they don't do that, and um, you know, and then praying about like hey, how can we how can we step into that story? How can we redeem it? How can we harvest it? How can we give hope? And it sounds like you, yeah, yeah, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't Mm -hmm. have to create something from scratch. And this is a unique time of year where if you do actually go out and offer some place of of, um, respite or blessing to, you know, address a particular um, uh, need in the community, whether it be bathrooms Mm -hmm. or just a timeout, right? 
that yeah. that is a it is a, an opportunity for you to foster some of those conversations too because right. you literally you literally in a sense have a captive audience in that time and yeah. it's a way to connect with people that you're not going to connect with potentially on a Sunday morning um, in a Sunday morning worship service so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on that end, like, you know, the other extreme is being afraid to say anything yeah. about Jesus yeah. or about like, yeah. you know, hand somebody a card or a flyer. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, here's my card. Like, yeah, you know, we're we're here for you anytime. If you want to meet up, hey, I'll treat you to coffee, like a follow up. Yeah. Um, like not being afraid of that, because sometimes people will take you up on those things yes, yes. and and do want to continue the conversation or it's months down, months later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um that that happens, but um, but I'm all about simplicity. You know, keep it simple. You don't need the multi million dollar budget to do the yeah. extravaganza Good. Um, experience. Um, you know, another thing we do we do fire pit Fridays. We put a fire pit mm. out on the front lawn and hang Christmas lights out and um, and roast marshmallows and hot dogs. And people just come by and sit around nice. and talk. And once it, we've had other churches take that idea, I'm like, take it and run with it. Like, do your own fire version of fire pit Friday. Um, cheap. It's simple. Just keep it simple. Love it. Love it. Chris, is there anything that you haven't shared or said, or maybe a, a story that, that, um, you haven't told about maybe some connection that's been made? Is there anything else that you would like to, to share that we haven't talked about? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, in a season of fear, Mm. um, you know, Halloween is, you know, the, the, haunted houses and be afraid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid. <laughs> you know, it's a good like, word. Don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't, yeah, don't be afraid of, hey, we might look stupid. We might, we're afraid nobody will come. Nobody will, we're afraid of uh, doing something wrong. Like there's mm-hmm. lots of, I think, fear on our part as Christians mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pastors and leaders in the church. Um, just like, like put that fear aside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, believe that in, in the God of creation, the God of redemption, the God of grace and, um, you know, and work together with, with him and what he's, and what he's doing. You know, it's not, not anything new. It's, right. um, sometimes just taking that first step can be a little bit scary. And the good thing about, I think the good thing about these, these holidays and the seasonality mm-hmm. of them is like, you can do it this year and not do it next year. You can exactly. try something this year and see what you learn. We we definitely value experimentation and fresh yep. expression. So you could try something this year, see what you learn. If you love it, if everybody's on board to, to do it again next year, great. If not, you know, and I mean, I wonder if even like your, your experiment with the, or what you discovered kind of with the whole pumpkin giveaway mm-hmm. um, and kind of creating that space for parents to connect, if that then informed other decisions that you made in the future that weren't necessarily mm-hmm. about pumpkins or Halloween or that oh, season yeah. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I told my people here, we're never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I sat too many, too many days in October outside in the cold and the what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, um, but seriously, like, yeah, what works in one setting too might not yes, be affected yeah. in another, and that's okay. Um, yeah. and really, and try try things. You know, another thing we tried before we did um, trick or treating block parties where people's right. houses. We had people have a little fire pit and do that kind oh, of thing nice. at their house instead of having a trunk or treat or a vent at the church. Yeah. Um, you know, this wasn't in this location because, mm-hmm. um, but, but we tried that too. And mm-hmm. there were stories that came out of that and we embraced that 
piece of community yeah. and neighbors came out that people had never talked to. And, yes. um, and we tried that and did that one year and it was okay. Yeah, it was okay too. That definitely reminds me of one of the favorite places that um, when my girls were younger that we we always would go to a particular uh, neighborhood where they had some friends because we we had the um, uh, we had the unfortunately, we often lived in neighborhoods that did not have young families in them. Um, and so they had some friends that lived in a neighborhood that was one of those premier like neighborhoods for trick or treating in this particular community when we mm -hmm. were there. And I loved the cul-de-sacs that had the like five neighbors out there giving out candy, the giving out yeah. cider. We're down here yeah. in the South. We got boiled peanuts, like hot boiled oh, peanuts wow. handed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was a place where you stopped and talked for a while and got mm -hmm. to know folks. So, yep. Yeah, and you never know. Yeah, you never you know what seeds are planted, right. or you know, and it might be years later that somebody comes up and is like, "Hey, I met you at the so and so's little Halloween gathering thing on yes. the street. Remember that?" And you're like, "No, I don't remember that." But <laughs> but that was good. Yeah, they remembered you. They remembered probably, you. Yeah. Right? They remembered cool. you. <laughs> yeah. So recognizing that God is always going before us, God is yeah. always, uh, you know, um, calling us to relationship <laughs> with God and with one another. Those are um, that's a great place to kind of end the conversation. And Chris, maybe for you to. Um, if you would uh, offer a prayer for everyone as we kind of go into this season, that would be wonderful. Okay, for sure. Thanks. Okay. Uh, dear God, uh, Lord, we are first um, just so thankful for your presence and how for how you go before us in mm -hmm. every chapter of every story. And even before we get there, that you are on the prowl, you are at work. <laughs> Lord, help us to see those opportunities um, even as we step into uh, the, these seasons, into fall, into winter and the holidays that um, we as human beings like to celebrate God, um, help us to be open to what you're doing, Lord, um, to put aside fear mm -hmm. um, and instead to see grace and to see redemption, Lord, to see mm -hmm. um, like you tell us about how like, you know, the, the little light, Lord, that mm -hmm. shines in the darkness. Um, but we don't actually get to see the light or see the harness the light, Lord, until we're in the darkness. And, um, and Lord, I just pray for everybody that's listening, that they would see and sense your presence. They would mm. not be afraid of trying a new challenge, a new mm. approach, um, or even just one small step. Um, and Lord, so I pray for open bathrooms for Halloween <laughs> and, um, and open mm. hearts yeah. to your work. I pray for a uh, spirit of experimentation. Mm -hmm. I pray for um, your uh, your word, Lord, to speak to us, mm -hmm. even in a still small voice and in conversations with even that neighbor we can't stand or <laughs> the people that complain about the church and mm -hmm. no parking and whatever it might be, yeah. Lord, that we would see your face um, in each and every face we encounter, God. Mm -hmm. and we thank you and praise you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Chris, thank you so, so much for your time. Thank um, you. you I, I'm just one more question before we leave. Uh -oh. Have you found the pumpkin spice spam yet? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Lord Jesus, there are some things <laughs> that are not meant to be blended together. That's that's correct. Yes. I'll leave you on that. <laughs> but good thank answer. You. <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. You have okay, a great thank holiday you. season. Okay. You too, Heather. Thanks.
Fresh Expressions is a worldwide movement of everyday missionaries who want to see churches thrive in the places we live, work, eat, and play by leveraging the creativity and endurance of the inherited church. To learn a simple five-phase process for starting a new expression of church, go to freshexpressions.com backslash how to start. Want to learn more from the Fresh Expressions team? Head over to freshexpressions.com slash training to learn ways we can work together to provide coaching, training, and inspiration for your church or organization. You can also get more resources like this on FX Connect, an online community full of other church leaders passionate about reaching new people in new places. Access our entire library of practical and inspiring training materials and connect with other church leaders at fxconnectus.org. Season four of the Fresh Expressions podcast is hosted by me, Heather Jalad. It's edited by Joel Limbaum and produced by Jeanette Statz, Kathleen Blackie, and Chris Morton. Our national director is Dr. Christopher Backert. If you have learned something or been encouraged by this podcast, please help us spread the word. You can give us a review on Apple Music or Spotify and share this episode on social media. Now, may God bless you in your work for the kingdom.